Hi, everybody. It's episode 442 of PodQuest. Hey! It's Wednesday, February 2nd, 2023. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Yeah, I'm here. Are you sure? A, l- a little bit. I'm a little tired. Do you need to double check? Um, I mean, I'm here, but I'm not there. That's fair. That's fair. I got nothing else. How are you guys doing? <laughs> you know, I'm doing. I'm, uh... I've been eating mostly brown rice all week, and I'm getting tired of brown rice. Why? Why what? Why have you been eating so much brown rice? Because I made so much of it for meal prep, and so it's just been every meal has had meal, had brown rice in it. And now I'm tired of brown rice. It's literally su- Sunday's lunch, and then lunch and dinner from Monday, Tuesday, and today. And I have enough of it that should get me through to lunch on Friday. Look, I get meal prepping. That is not the problem here. The fact that you're eating the same meal for lunch and dinner for a week, that's a bad move. No, I mean, that's meal prepping, though. Yeah, but you, like, prep, like, two different meals, then. Don't eat, like, the same thing eight times in a week or whatever. No, I mean, that's fine. It, as long as the primary court, primary thing in it, it tastes good um, and is different enough, then I'm fine with it, the sides or whatever, because it's like, I started my first my first part of the meal prep, like, when I ate it on Sunday, I had corn. As one of the sides, it's corn, brown rice, and meatloaf. And then I, that was the last of my corn from last week. So then I had broccoli and then I just ran out of the broccoli today for lunch. So I had corn again. So it's kind of like, it's a, feels like a different meal now because it's a different veggie, but it's still like the brown rice is really what's getting me at this point. It's not anything. Else. It's just, I might have not had the water to rice ratio proper so i don't think the and rice is that that can bad. ruin it like especially like if you're not doing like rice cooker rice too like it can just vary like day by day like you well, could yeah, have the heat it's... turned up a little too high or a little too low and all of a sudden like not enough or too much of the water evaporates too quickly and then you either have it's... like weird soggy or crunchy rice yeah i mean it's it's the problem is it's microwaving brown rice just isn't great when it's just like on its own, in a sense. So, like, if it's just three separate things and nothing all mixed together and there's no extra juices, microwaving brown rice just doesn't really turn out great. I mean, let's be so, realistic. Microwaving rice often doesn't turn out great. Yeah, pretty much. Like, the o- I, personal preference, I think the only time it can work is, like, with, like, Chinese food, if you have, like, a chicken and broccoli or, like, a General Tso's, like, something where, like, it came with, like, fried rice and that something has, like, kind of a gooey sauce where you can yeah, kind that's... of mix the rice into it afterwards. Yeah, well, I mean, that's because when you're microwaving stuff, you're kind of dehydrating it um, Yeah, in a and sense. rice and does not do well with dehydration. Rice doesn't do well with dehydration. So Here's what you do. One of two things. Either put an ice cube in the bowl when you microwave it, or and or cover it with a wet paper towel. I have yeah. tried both. I've also tried the, like, cup of water in there that people often say. And, like, some things it works really well for, some things it doesn't. And I feel like rice is one of the things it really doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that's worked really well anytime I've tried to microwave leftover, especially white rice. Well, like, fuck you and your luck with rice, then. <laughs> My microwave isn't big enough to have, like, a cup of water, and I don't want to put an ice cube You can't fit a plate. cup of water in your microwave? With a plate inside of it? No. <laughs> I can't fit more than just a plate inside my microwave. Well, how about this? With whatever just, food is on it. Just coat all of your food in water and just put it in the microwave until the water evaporates. 
I mean, that could work. Yeah. Or just next time not make as much brown rice. And I honestly was looking into single serving brown, or single serving rice cookers to just make the rice fresh for every meal. I mean, that, that is also true. Um, I do have to roll back on this conversation a little bit though. Have you been eating meatloaf all week also? Yeah. Man, you are brave. Why? I don't like meatloaf. Yo. Why? Meatloaf's I don't know. fucking good. I don't hate meatloaf. Um, I do not particularly like meatloaf. That's- I think part of it is I've only ever had meatloaf that my mom made. I love my mom. She is an awful cook, and she likes all of her meats dried out. Yeah, um, no, that's not so good. So it's never been good. Dude. And I feel like meatloaf wouldn't reheat well in the microwave. I, I mean, it's 50-50 whether, like, uh, whenever I c- reheat meatloaf in the microwave, it's actually, I would say probably 45% of the time it's still, like, kind of, it's, like, room temperature at best. Like, you gotta, you gotta, like, nuke that thing for, like, three or four minutes. Um, but the best way to reheat meatloaf is to actually pan sear it in a little bit of olive oil. Yeah, you I was gonna say. I've seen people do that. Like, especially, like, if you ever watch, like, like, um, like, uh, Triple D or something like that, they'll have, like, the pre-cooked that's, meatloaf, and they'll, like, throw it on, like, the griddle with, like, a little oil or whatever. That's, that's absolutely how you do meatloaf in a restaurant style. You'll make it all and bake it, and then it just stays, I, I, it might even stay in the fridge, or at least in a warmer, and then you sear it off on both sides and add the glaze afterward. Yeah, like, um, we've, it, we've done, like, like, um, the Beyond Meat, like, we've made, like, little meatloafy things with that before, and, like, uh-huh. it's fine. It's not a thing that I would ever go out of my way to eat multiple days in a row, though. If I can find, I have to refine this recipe that I used, but it was a ground turkey meatloaf. It was, it's fucking delicious, man. I really like it. Um, well, that's good. I, I am yeah. glad you like it. I love meatloaf, man. It's one thing that always made me laugh when watching, like, TV and stuff, and people are like, I hate meatloaf. Meatloaf is disgusting. Oh, gross meatloaf. I'm like, no, nah, man. Fucking meatloaf is great. It's like baked hamburger and shit sometimes. Like, it's delicious. Like, Though I will, uh, I will side with Cobb on that. If it is bad, it's fucking yeah. real bad. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. But, and like, meatloaf isn't like pizza, where, like, even bad pizza is good. Meatloaf is, uh, like, a normal, regular dish where, like, if it's a bad meatloaf, it's a bad meatloaf. But, like, if you, like, with with the recipe I'm use, I use, is, like, it's got, like, diced peppers, onions, and everything all mixed inside of it with some breadcrumbs and some... Uh, I added soy sauce because I didn't have Worcestershire sauce. Um, and then baked it in, and then the glaze was, uh... What was the glaze? I think it was... I actually went out and bought Worcestershire sauce while it was baking to make the glaze. And it was, I think it was, uh, honey, Worcestershire sauce, and ketchup? Yeah, I mean... I don't remember. I don't remember. Sounds pretty legit. But it's fucking delicious. And, like, it's not, like, covered with, like, the way my mom makes it. She just gets a whole tube of fucking, uh, uh, ketchup and pours it over that shit and throws it in the oven after it's baked to bake a little bit longer. Like, no, it's, like, glaze, it's lightly glaze over. It's just a light glaze and not, like, a heavy glaze. And it's so... So good. I'll have to make it for everyone at some point. I have to find the recipe. Man, you you don't keep track of your recipes, huh? No, I, I'll just... <laughs> never. Never. Like, if it's a recipe I'm getting online, I'll just always Google it when I'm trying to make it again. Like, I will never save a recipe unless it's really delicious. And usually what I'll do is I'll have it open on Chrome, and then once I eat it and decide whether I like it or not, like, that's when I'll decide whether or not to save it or to close the Chrome tab, 
but I decided to close the Chrome tab before I had it for some reason. That's fair. I can get behind that. Uh, okay. Food aside, Rich, what is on the agenda? On the agenda is that we all got to watch Sonic 2 for Book Club. Um, then I decided, because I had a, uh, I, I had a weekend, so I decided to take that weekend to do nothing on Saturday and Friday, and, uh, watch a kind of bad movie called Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, Cobb played, uh, some Pandemic Cthulhu edition and Wingspan, and I, I guess you can say played Mega Man X8. So that's what we'll be talking about. You, is the, is the better terminology you enjoyed some Mega Man X8? I, you loved well, no, some Mega Man X8? No. The terminology is, I you guess reveled. I can... You reveled in I, Mega the, Man X8. The terminology, and we could just get into this right now if we wanted to. No, we're going to save it to the end. Is... This, this is a tease. This is a teaser. Okay. <laughs> we're saving it for the end. The terminology is, I guess I played some Mega Man X8. It's the terminology. That's how it goes. You've disappointed me. No, I haven't. <laughs> uh, You'll probably be proud of me. That <laughs> We shall see. Uh, so what did you guys think of Sonic the Hedgehog 2? From just last year, 2022. I I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it when I saw it last year in theaters, and I enjoyed it again this time. Oh, I didn't realize you actually went to see it in theaters. I knew you had yeah, seen it. I'm pretty sure I even talked about it on the podcast. I remember you talking about it before, but it, I forgot that it had been a theater thing. I thought you had just watched it elsewhere. No, yeah, it was it was in theaters. I saw it with um, my family, um, and it was great. I, I, I loved it. I personally think Sonic 1 was better. But this is like close to it. Yeah, you know, I I can I can get behind that. Um, Drew, as somebody who has not seen anything for Sonic One and really knew nothing going into this, what was your opinion? I I actually thought it was pretty all right. Like it's no Paddington, but it was not a slog to get through. Yeah, it 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 has its charm. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I feel I feel like these movies know what they are and like they go with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but- I, I like. I absolutely love that. Like they, they try to do. They try to make a movie for both kids and adults, and they'll throw in some adult-oriented Easter eggs, like Sonic saying that somebody is the worst. Because uh, that's what he did. That's what. Um. Fuck. What's his name? Jaleel White. No. The the actual voice actor of Sonic. Jaleel White. In this in this movie. Uh-huh. Oh, Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. That's how he talked about. Mona Lisa Saperstein, his sister, as... Didn't um, Sonic used to say that in the 90s cartoon, too? He said it exactly how, um, exactly how, uh, Jean-Ralphio says it in Parks and Rec. Like, okay. It is, it is Jean-Ralphio, right? Like, to me, that's an Easter egg for Parks and Rec, more so than it is maybe how it was in the old Sonic, because I don't remember it being a thing in the old Sonic cartoon. It might be, but to me, I was like, oh... He did the Parks and Rec thing. I mean, I know they leaned into some some of the, like, cartoon stuff, like the chili dogs. And, like, mm-hmm. they didn't make it super obvious. Like, he eats a chi- chili dog at the beginning, and then he eats a chili dog at the end. Yeah. Uh, were, were chili dogs in the first one? Or was that a, a, a I, Easter I, egg that they only put into this one? I think, I, it, I think it was just this one. Okay. I, I, I've... I think there might have been, like, mention of Chili Dogs in the first one, or maybe, like, they ended it with Chili Dogs or something. I don't think, I don't think specifically it was just this one, but I don't think it was kind of, it wasn't prominent in this one, but I don't think it was as prominent in the first one as it was in this one, if that makes sense. Yeah, because the first one, it's more, like, of the the found family aspect is kind of explored a little bit more, because it's, 
Sonic ends up on Earth for years and he's alone. Um, and then he ends up like interacting with, um, Scott James Marsden. Yeah. I, I couldn't think of the, the character's name. Um, Donut interacts Lord. with, in, in, yeah, yeah, exactly. Donut Lord. Um, interacts with him and I don't think he was married at the time. I think they were just engaged in the first movie. Might be wrong uh, about that. Um, and I like, kind of like becomes part of like their family as they basically like go on a, um, a mission to, I want to say they were actually going to San Francisco in that one, not Seattle like he had at the beginning of this one. Might be misremembering that. But then, no, like, was, Egg, Eggman was, is also... mentioned San Francisco in this one, so it was San Francisco. Okay. But yeah, and then, like, Eggman is out there, like, being himself. Um, he's He hasn't gone full Eggman yet. So, like, in the first movie, he had hair, his mustache was more well-kept and everything. Um, and he was, like, a legitimate, like, government mm-hmm. scientist brought in to, like figure out what the fuck Sonic was and stop him. Yeah. Um, I think if you enjoyed this one, I think, like, you would actually, like, like the first one more. Um, but it's not available for, like, it's not on a streaming service. It, it's only for rent. And I know you, of all people, are not likely to rent a movie just to, like, sit down and watch it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, especially not a kid's movie. Yeah. Like, I think it it is good enough and fun enough that it is 100% worth watching, I think I did pay to rent it initially when I watched it and am happy to have done so. But knowing you and like just your general kind of like madness towards movies and stuff, I'd wait and see if it, if it, if you ever notice it pop up on something that like you have and you guys just want something to like have on the TV, it's totally worth it. I saw, I saw yeah. that one in the theaters as well. Right before the pandemic. I blame you for the pandemic now. Yeah, no, clearly. I, that wasn't, that wasn't the last you, movie I saw. You were patient pandemic. zero. It wasn't, that wasn't <laughs> the last movie I saw before the pandemic. You're not helping your case, man. The last movie I saw before the pandemic was uh, Onward. I actually went on a date and saw Onward. What the fuck that is was, Onward? It was the Disney, like, the, it's the Disney, like, D&D, like, vaguely referenced, vaguely D&D kind of movie, right? Wait, Rich, is that? Yeah, it's the it's two the brothers about the trying two to brothers. find their dad. Yeah, and their dad is only half a body. Oh, right, right, and it was um, Chris Pratt and um, Tom Holland were the voices of the brothers. Tom Holland, yeah. yeah. Right, we saw that on Disney Plus, like, I think that same summer. Yeah, well, it was, they put it out for free shortly after the pandemic, because that movie came out literally a week before the lockdown started, a week or two before lockdown started. I, so, like, they I, put I it out, they put it out on Disney Plus very fast for free. I do remember that. Um, going back to Sonic, um... Idris Elba absolutely killed it as Knuckles. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect casting. Like, I cannot imagine Knuckles having any other voice except for that. Yeah. Because, like, even in in the games where Knuckles has a voice, like in, in Sonic Frontiers, he has a deeper voice. Like, it just fucking works. Yeah. Um, And, like, some of, like, just the ridiculous stuff that, like, he says because he, he doesn't understand this world, especially at the end of the movie. Um, like when they're mm-hmm. playing baseball and stuff like that, I'm like, this is this is too good. Yeah, the base of ball, and my my favorite scene of like is when uh they're hacked into Sonic's phone and he's reading and he's just like whoever I think uh uh uh, uh Cyclops he's typing and Knuckles just keeps reading dot dot dot. Oh yeah, that was dot. very good. <laughs> I I do appreciate that. Like while these movies don't really follow any, like, of the game lore, per se, um, mm-hmm. they at least have 
they like follow like a broader scope of it. Like if you go back to Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles, Knuckles was like a an, an adversary of Sonic at he, first. He was he in the same sense in kind of the same sense of of this movie the knuckles was tricked by robotnik to think that sonic was trying to steal the chaos emeralds exactly um which is why at the beginning of sonic 3 sonic has the chaos emeralds and knuckles takes them back from him because oh that is how it's been so long since i played three i forgot that's how it started i played more sonic and knuckles because i owned that but i never owned sonic 3 like when i was a kid i was the opposite we had Sonic 3 for most of the time, and then eventually we got Sonic and Knuckles, but I still have more memory of Sonic 3. I don't think I've ever beaten Sonic. But at some point throughout, in, in like, in the story, I mean, they don't really explain it because it's a Sega Genesis game, but during Sonic 3, I believe, Knuckles realizes that Robotnik is wrong, and then that's like in Sonic and Knuckles. Knuckles is on the side of good, I believe. I can't 100% remember. I'm pretty sure as the games go on, like there, like you said, there is not like a deep narrative from game to game, but I'm pretty sure there is some sort of like loose, like, like the original trilogy happens and then like the adventure games happen, which is why they don't really introduce the characters. They're just kind of there and part of like the overarching thing. And Frontier is the same way. Like they don't go back and introduce any of the characters and they do make references to things that have happened in the past i think actually when i talked about frontiers i was talking about it seems like they're making references to all of the past sonic Mm. games so like all of the things have happened in that world and it's it's also sonic has just been such a big part of pop culture in general that like you don't have to reintroduce these characters it's 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 like honestly it's like spider-man and uncle ben you didn't have to see an uncle ben in the mcu because we've seen it we've heard it we know about it it's that's what it is. Like, yes, we didn't quite get the Uncle Ben teaching him to be an adult. It was Aunt May based on uh, the, the MCU. But still, like, you knew that there was something like that had probably happened in his past. We don't need to see it a hundred times. It's the same with Sonic. There's We always know that Sonic, there's Sonic, there's Knuckles, there's Tails, there's Amy. And now there's, there's Shadow. And, like, in all of everything Sonic right now, there's always been at least a Sonic, Knuckles, Tails, and Amy. And then Shadow eventually comes into it, and Robotnik is whoa, always in it. Whoa. What? What about Big the Cat? Is Big the Cat a big deal in any of the Sonic stuff? Yeah. I know I know you can go fishing in Frontier, but like... Literally, lit- his name is Big the Cat. Yeah, but like, I don't remember... <laughs> I watched a good amount of Sonic X. I don't remember Big the Cat ever being in it, or at least being shown. Whereas Knuckles, Tails, and Amy, and Shadow... We're all big parts in those. So I, I would Rouge, argue that Rouge Amy might, isn't as much. Amy, Amy is always in it. It may not be as prevalent, but Amy is always in a Sonic thing. Even look at any of the Sonic releases from Sonic X and on, like just the shows, Amy is always part of the four. So I know like in like the animation, yeah, but I feel like she wasn't introduced until... She wasn't introduced into the games until... Yeah, until like the, the adventure games, for sure. No, she but wasn't in the was, adventures. She was in one of the adventures, uh, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. She was in that. As, no, like, she isn't. She was, I'm pretty sure she was a playable character in the two-player mode. Like, when so you're racing it looks, each other. It she, looks like she does have an appearance in the in those games. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. She's been in more Sonics than I realized. There are more Sonics, I should say, than I realized. Yeah. She also, we were both wrong. She did not start appearing in the early 2000s. Um, 
she apparently was in Sonic CD at, at for some portion. Uh, who had who had a uh, uh, what the fuck? Uh, a Sega CD. <laughs> Sega CD. Yeah, I was gonna. I wanted to say Sega Master System, but I know that was like the main Genesis type system. No, I don't really know. that was before I, the Genesis. Uh, the gen- So the the outside the U.S. naming was very weird because it was there was the Master System, there was the Mega Drive. The Mega Drive is the Genesis. Yeah. Um. So I did they. I feel like the Master System wasn't really even over here. Like, it was available, but no one bought it in the U.S. It was definitely more prominent elsewhere. Um, and then when they brought mm. the, me- when they, it was Mega Drive everywhere except for the U.S., I believe. I think even Correct. in like the U.K. and stuff, it was the Mega Drive. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, which is probably why, you know, they fucking had issues post that console, cause all, no one knew what the fuck to do with them. And like, who the fuck had a Sega CD? Like, I have one. Like, as many people as had Dreamcasts. Yes. I don't have a Dreamcast, but I have a Sega CD on a shelf connected to my Sega Genesis um, well, with, a, with a Sega 32X sitting next to it. Nerd. Man, um, the 32X is such a worthless piece of shit. Oh, yeah. It, it, is, it is so stupid. Like, what a dumb thing. Here's an add-on. I mean, honestly, though, like, it's not that fucking different than them just releasing iterations on the consoles like they did last gen. Like, if you think about it, like, it's it's really just turning your Sega Genesis into a Sega Genesis Pro. Uh, yeah, essentially, but... Like, it, like, it was stupid. It was it yeah. was so stupid. Uh, but also, it, it's, like, funny and great, and I love Sega. Sega stuff is so dumb. Um, the, the, in the movie, too, I'm um, just, spe- like, thinking about the games, um, I like the intro, and the, the credits are, like, game-related. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I do like that they did that. Like they did the whole like MCU like kind of lock with the Sega like title screen. Like you, like MCU does it with the pages flipping when it's showing Marvel, and now it does like all of the different games for Sega Genesis. Where like yeah, they're gonna do a Sega Universe or some shit like that. Which yeah, you know what? Exactly. Double Dragon game. I'm all for it. I think Double Dragon was Genesis or Sega. It, I don't remember. No, it's not a Sega game. No, but. I'm sure there's some sort of brawler Sega game out there that I played Streets back in the of day. Rage. Sure, there you go. Or, um, uh, I can't remember any of them right now. Um, maybe a Vector Man. Yeah, let's get a Vector Man move. I mean, look, I'm honestly, after watching Sonic 2, I'm just hoping we get a Sonic 3. We should be getting a Sonic 3. Sonic 2 did very well in theaters. Okay, you know what? I did not look that up. I was hoping it did. Um, I'm pretty sure Sonic 2 did very well in theaters. Like... It, it was a very, the first one was a very popular movie, and the second one was, like I said, it wasn't as good as the first one, but it wasn't, like, the difference between Sonic 1 and Sonic 2 wasn't the difference between Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1 and Teenage oh. Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. I totally but, forgot about this. Sonic 3 is coming out next year, and there is a the spin-off Knuckles movie or show or whatever. Is It's a, an actual spin-off? Like, it's its own thing? Yeah. Interesting. That's cool, though. Maybe that's, like... Part of his life before he goes to meet Sonic or whatever. Um, uh, but yeah, like, America I... confirm. Sorry, I'm just re- okay. So Knuckles is going to be a mini series, um, unfortunately on Paramount Plus in twenty in this year, and then mm-hmm. Sonic the Hedgehog three is scheduled for release, um, December of next year. Okay, yeah, I I, I couldn't remember if there was a, a release announcement because like, Sonic two came out last year, so it's been. It's only been a year, so it wouldn't really shock me if they hadn't announced it yet. Because those movies are going to take, uh, I mean, now that they have all the character models and shit, it's probably not going to take as long. That's true. That is true. Um, 
Yeah, that they are like un unlikely uh enjoyable films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they are better than they are better than they should be for what like what they are. Um and I think a lot of that has to do like the cast is very good. Like the the live action people like like they're they're acting against fucking like probably tennis balls on sticks half the time. And yeah. like they're still having they 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 appear to still be having fun with it. Um Yeah, and like the movies they also have like actual heart behind it. Like the stories and the characters themselves, like you actually feel for them and like they have heart behind them and what they're going through. Like you can feel that. Whereas like it's kind of monotone stone walls for a lot of kid movies out there that it's just like, oh, this is just this is just a movie to be a movie for kids. But this, these movies, these soccer movies actually have like heart behind them. And like, it seems like the people that make them know what they know that they want like these feels out of it and know that like this is not just a kids movie. It's a movie for everyone. Yeah. And like spoilers for the end of, of the movie. So if you haven't seen Sonic 2, like look at the show notes. I'll, I'll put a thing in there. Um, I was super, like I was unreasonably excited when he became supersonic at the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it's like, I knew, it, I knew it was going to happen. And like when Robotnik showed up and like took the gem and like, 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 like absorbed it or whatever. And then like created his giant like robot. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> like Sonic is going to get the fucking emeralds and he's going to become supersonic and it's going to be fucking awesome. Oh, well, and then he did and, and it was fucking awesome. And that was the robot from Sonic 2. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> um, like I was just like, Oh man, like they, they, they did it. Like they nailed it. Um, mm-hmm. and the fact that, like, Knuckles and, was just and, like, whoa, 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 guys, guys, he's not Sonic anymore, he is a higher being, and yeah. then he fucking manifests a chili dog, Yeah, and Idris Elba, or Knuckles is just like, no, nev- oh, no never mind, the same. and then yeah. gets fucking plastered with two chili dogs, I'm like, yep. And, and I don't remember if, like, they showed it or expressed it in this one, but in case you didn't realize or notice, Drew, that town is Green Hills. So they uh, still, yeah, they did mention yeah. it towards the I, very end there. Okay. And multiple there. times in, so th- there were two other Easter eggs. Um, so I, I might have both of these listed down. Well, so they do mention it that it's Green Hill Zone multiple or Green Hill multiple times at the beginning of the game. He runs by the the sign a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other Easter egg is the coffee shop is called Mean Bean. Yep, yeah. I saw that. Uh, what was the other one you had, Drew? Uh, the in- instruction manual for the. For the robot looked like a, it was a Genesis, Genesis case manual. Yeah, you know what? I don't think I noticed that. Yeah, it yeah. was the black, uh, gray, it, black with the white grid on it. And I'm then it just had the image of the robot basically, and then said whatever the fuck. But I'm pretty sure it literally said Sega on it as well. It might have. I hope it did. It very um, well could have. I just I didn't super look at it, but I noticed. Oh yeah, no, I was like, oh shit, that looks like a Sega case, and then like blinked and it was gone <laughs> yeah and and then the ultimate the ultimate easter egg um fucking shadow the hedgehog at the end yeah i'm uh i don't know how i feel about shadow i i, I wasn't super thrilled with for not that i don't like shadow but i feel like there's another villain they should touch on before shadow and that's metal sonic so my only pro- my my only argument against that is metal sonic was just another robotnik robot like not really a rope like not really a villain with his own personality. Yeah, but they they need see that's the thing. Like that's why I'm like torn because like you're right. It is just a, a robotic creation. It's nothing really special or different. But it's still like it is an iconic thing that 
Yeah, maybe they could throw him into the next one. And I would be surprised like- if that happened. Like if um if Robotnik survived and like builds his own Sonic robot that like is not a major threat, but like plays some part maybe at, at the beginning of the movie. But like, no, I believe at least in Sonic Adventure Two Battle, um, Shadow becomes like a a, a, a a savior again. He becomes a good guy at the end of it. Um, and he works with Sonic to defend the world. I don't really know how he works with a lot of the other storylines, with the animated storylines and stuff, if he becomes a good guy like everyone else I think else he's does. always an anti-hero. I, I think even in the Shadow the Hedgehog game on PlayStation 2, he was more like anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Couldn't tell you. I know, I know he has, like, rocket-powered boots. Well, it's, uh, he, he, yeah, he kind of, like, roller skates on them or something but, like that. Yeah, he 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 is like an ultimate being or something like that from what I remember of his appearance in Sonic Adventure 2. Mm-hmm. It was a good game though. I like Sonic Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah. I was, I was actually just great. I was just looking. I was hoping maybe um there was like a Sonic bundle on like Steam or whatever, but it doesn't look like there is. Like there's a uh, there's Sonic Generations, but that's not the same. Well there um there's that uh the, that was the there was that collection that came out that had all of them on it. Recently, that should be on Steam. It, wait, is that what this is? Generations is a different game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know that was Sonic Origins. All oh shit, Sonic Origins is all of them. Yeah, shit. Sonic Origins is all of them. Which I For, thought you got. No, I never got that. Oh, it's forty dollars. That's probably why I never got it. But yeah, Sonic Origins has one, Sonic... two, three, Knuckles, and CD. Yeah, yeah. I honestly like probably not right now, but I like I might buy that at some point. Um. So if it, I think it might be on Switch. I might grab it on Switch. Mm-hmm. It's it's been something I've wanted to grab, but you, like you said, it's forty dollars. It, it wasn't. It's not worth it. Plus, there's some things that like don't re- aren't really all that great. I've watched uh, some things about like the total package of it, and it's just like I don't. It it's not like the best collection, but it is a good collection if you don't have any other way to play it. Yeah, I mean, it it's got mixed reviews on Steam. Yeah. So. There's that. And, like, the first the first Sonic is good. Sonic 2 is, like, peak Sonic. Like, Sonic and Knuckles and Sonic 3, like, I have a nostalgia for, but I don't necessarily need to get them. Mm-hmm. So, we shall see. We shall see. Yeah. Uh, anything else where you want to see? So, real quick, where was the Shadow, the Hedgehog? Was that a post-credits After the credits, thing? Yeah, it was yeah. a credit oh, okay. scene. Credits. That explains why I didn't see it. Yeah, it was um after, like, the animated part of the credits. Gotcha. Um, it flashes to um the old general guy who was a douchebag and like one of his soldiers saying that they couldn't find Robotnik, but that they found plans or something for something else. And then they, they flash and he the, the general guy goes, Oh, the Shadow Project. And it flashes to like an underground bunker and Shadow the Hedgehog is is in like a glass like tube thing. Gotcha. Apparently, a fifty-year-old project or something. I think he said. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's weird. But it did was, Shadow it was, have a gun? Uh, it, he was in stasis, so he didn't have anything in his hands. The fuck it, he still could have had a gun. <laughs> he probably could have, but he only has the gun in that Shadow the Hedgehog game, and not in the actual Sonic games. Yeah. Um. And anything else you guys want to say before we wrap up Sonic Book Club? Uh, no. No, I mean, this is just for you, Cub. I sent a picture to the uh, chat of him holding up the instruction manual for the robot. Oh, you know what? I must have looked away or something at that scene. I don't re- I don't remember seeing that. 
it was a hundred percent a blink and you miss it thing. Like he holds it up and then Robotnik takes it from him real fast and you don't see it anymore. And it looks like it says egg, but in the Sega font. Yeah, it's that's what it says. It says egg in the Sega font. It's like egg Robotnik and then yeah. It was a fun little oh hey and then it's gone. <laughs> yeah, that 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 is good though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Good on good good for them for like getting they they got the assignment. Yeah. They got it, guys. Uh, but Rich, what is yes. your next pick for book club? So for book club for uh, within two weeks from now, um, you're gonna need a. I, I, you don't even really need a Roku account, but it's gonna you're gonna have to watch it through the Roku channel. You're gonna have to also subscribe to Elo Concerts by Stingray. Uh, it's just, there's a seven day free trial that you can set, sign up for. Um, we are watching Interstellar fifty five fifty five. What the fuck it is that? Is it is the music video to Daft Punk's album. The hour and seven minute long anime thing that they made based on Daft Punk's album. Wait, uh, is it literally just a music video? Uh, no, or is it's, there like it's, other it's stuff an, to it? It's a mo- it's an hour and seven minute long like movie thing. I don't really know. Okay. But like the like the I remember the that like some of the um actual music videos had sequences from this thing. And like the it might just be like a quote concert movie or whatever i don't fucking know but i just remember i i learned about like what it was called today and i found out that it was technically free for us to watch and i was like yeah why the fuck not interstellar 5555 the story Um, of secret star system but each of those s's is a five yeah and uh, like the synopsis is a music mogul abducts musicians from another galaxy and reprograms them to become the most popular group on Earth. So, I, it's probably going to be stupid. Who knows? Who cares? I didn't realize this This was a legit anime, like, movie thing. I thought, like, all of their stuff from this album was, like, just made for those songs. And so, I like, I never looked into it. And then uh, I was watching uh, a streamer play DDR today, or Step Mania, actually. And, um, they had one of the Daft Punk songs and he was saying like, what is this anime again? I can't remember. And I was like, it was an actual thing. He's like, yeah, it's this. And I was like, oh, great. We're watching it if we can find it. I mean, like the few places it's been reviewed, it seems like it did fairly well. Like it's got a 7.8 on IMDb. Yeah. I mean, it might just be like a, like a concert fucking movie type thing. Who knows? I just want it. It, 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 it seems like a cool thing to watch. Yeah, I it's mean, as long action as it, anime, as long as it's more uh, like hopefully it is more than just a concert thing. Because between between just the two of us, I fucking hate Daft Punk. I don't think they're good. There's there's three of us here. I I'm massively indifferent to Daft Punk. They're fine. I've never cared though. Yeah, like I, they're I, not me. They're not on a level of like Muse, where I fucking do not understand why anybody likes any of their music. That's fair. Yeah, I guess I I am definitely more indifferent to them, I guess. Um I don't like EDM and electronic music, so I mean that probably doesn't help, but I think the idea of a like it's almost like Fantasia. Like I think the idea of an animated movie kind of based around an album is just interesting. Yeah, and I think that's really a lot of what this is. Like it is them there are sequences of them playing concerts and stuff, but like if you've ever watched any of I can't remember what album this is based off of. But if you ever watched any of the uh, music videos from that album, it was scenes and clips from this or from this special. It's 
I guess it's only considered a special because it's only an hour long. So it's for the their Discovery album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's got a fucking one, two, three, four, five, six, seven paragraph plot synopsis on Wikipedia. So I don't think it's like just yeah them playing just the music and yeah things I, like I've been trying not to seems. read it. <laughs> uh, oh, I I'm, I didn't read it beyond like the first sentence but i just counted the paragraphs because i'm like jesus christ this is way more than like i I did the same thing i'm just like i'm i'm like counting it and trying not to like focus in on any words i'm like okay no like this has like an actual plot yeah so like Like, something's going on the only reason i was just like i don't know if this is just a concert movie or something is because it's elo concerts by stingray is the service is the service you have to subscribe to to watch it like, that's, it's like, so, like, and if you look at, like, more like this, it's a bunch of, under the Roku channel, it's like, uh, Scorpions, Kiss, Linkin Park, like, it's all, like, concert movies or concert specials. So, looking, just totally judging by the Wikipedia for it, this was released at Cannes in 2003, so it's one of those sort of movies, which, not a bad thing. Um, I mean, they're also French, so, of course, it yeah. was at Cannes. Um, but there's also no cast, which makes me think that there's probably there's probably no dialogue. It's probably mm-hmm. like 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 Fantasia. Yeah. It's all yeah. It's the absolutely. animation is telling the story, and then the music in the background. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Probably most likely. Like yeah. But it's it's gonna be great. Hopefully, we'll see. It's gonna be great though. I lost everything, guys. I have no wow. idea where anything went. I got distracted by this fucking Wikipedia page I'm trying to figure <laughs> out if this was a real movie or not. I'm back. I have the pages up that we need. It's 42.20 now. 42.20. Rich, uh-huh. fucking tell uh-huh. us about Jurassic World Dominion. Jurassic World Dominion. What a thing. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Roll back. Sorry. Hang on. Real quick. Uh-huh. Next uh-huh. book club will be on the 16th of February. Uh-huh. Yes. All right, Rich. Go ahead. Jurassic World Dominion. What a thing that was. Um, it was. It was fine. Uh, it was, it was a popcorn movie, like, it wasn't anything too spectacular, uh, there were some really, really stupid scenes in this movie, uh, go figure, um, but, like, I, I had, I had posted on Twitter, I had said something, I had responded to somebody's Twitter, and, like, they were, like, they were looking for a movie suggestion, I was like, I'm watching Jurassic World Dominion and just kinda vegging out, and they were like, why would I watch a Chris Pratt movie, cause apparently Chris Pratt's problematic or whatever, but I'm like, well, Honestly, there's less Chris Pratt in this movie than there are pretty much every other character. So it's not really a Chris Pratt movie. And honestly, that's good, because the Chris Pratt stuff was bad. Were the original three in it more than Jeff Goldblum was in the last one? Yes. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum was like a bit part, or like a quick part in the last one. In, 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 uh, what was that one? Whatever, whatever the second Jurassic World one was. Like, Jeff Goldblum was like the very end. Fallen Kingdom, yeah. No, like, they were in it, like, they played a major role in it. They, they weren't just, like, cameos or anything. Like, at, near the end, like, both casts, the cast of the world and the cast of the parks joined up together to save the world. Um, but, it was a movie. Uh, it takes place, I think, I think they said, like, four or six years after Fallen Kingdom. Um, Chris Pratt and, 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 um, what's her name? Uh, the other, I want to say. Bryce Dallas Howard? 
Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. I wanted to say Bryce Dallas Howard, but I didn't want to, I wasn't 100% sure. They are, are still, they are now, I guess, dating or together. Um, they, they, and weren't they, just, they like broken up in the second one or something like that? Yeah, and, and like, they weren't broken up, but they weren't ever like actually fully together. Um, and they adopted without officially adopting the clone girl from the end of Fallen Kingdom. Fucking of course. Um, and so they had to keep her secret because everyone wanted her because she's a, uh, a, a, a genetic, um, um, uh, 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 scientific wonder and people wanted to understand her and the dinosaurs themselves. Um, and so there's, uh, there, that's them. And so there's dinosaur poachers who are actually looking for the girl. Uh, so that's their story because dinosaur poachers find her and bring her to the end game area um whereas the original cast they're dealing with um there's a company that is genetically modifying locusts and the locusts are only feeding on crops that aren't being made with seeds by this company and so it's gonna cause a, a famine if we don't take care of these so they're then being investigative reporter scientists and getting their way into the endgame area in order to figure out that, or in order to blow the whistle that these locusts are being created here to stop these people. Dr. Wu has a part in it. It doesn't really matter. Literally, his part is the dumbest part. But he's, he's the, the most w- important man in Jurassic Park. That's that's the bullshit, though. Like, <laughs> he, he is just, like, he's not even disgruntled. He's just, like, this down on his dumps, like, oh, man, kind of guy. Because he's not even, like, the head of the corporation that's doing the bad shit. He's just working for them now. Like, how did he go from being, like, the big bad, pretty much in World and Fallen Order, or Fallen, not, (laughs) Fallen Kingdom, not Fallen Order, Fallen Kingdom, how did he go from basically being the big bad in those two, to just, uh, I'm just stuck here now, and they're paying me to do things I don't want to do, and it's doing bad things to the world, and I want to fix it, but I can't, because I'm not smart enough, even though he's the smartest guy in the world. So, like, he wants the little girl to figure out how to, like, how her, how she was cloned to maybe modify these locusts to be able to kill them, because they're going to cause issues. But the company's like, no, we don't want them to kill them. We want them to buy our seeds so we can rule the world. It's fucking stupid. It's so stupid. Um, You know, you've probably seen the scene in, like, the advertisements where they're, like, riding the motorcycle through the streets, and they're being chased by raptor-like creatures and things like that, right? Um, if you don't remember, yes. if you don't, if you don't remember, it doesn't really matter, but it's, uh, the, the reason these raptors are chasing after them is because somebody shined a laser light on them. And so these raptors are keyed in to kill somebody who had a laser light shined on them for two seconds. That's how they're raised. If a laser light shined on them, we chase them and kill them. Um, there is a whole sequence before that riding on the motorcycle scene, um, where they go to the dinosaur black market that has dinosaur chicken fights. Um, it's not actually chicken. It's like dino- small dinosaurs fighting in like a chicken fight esque type thing. Um, leading up to where like that whole chicken fight area, uh, Chris Pratt has like a knife fight with a guy sequence happens. Um, somehow they release two carnosaurs. You know, the big ones with the horns on the side of their heads that are kind of like t- smaller T Rexes with horns. Vaguely, yeah. He accidentally releases those two carnos. 
and then it goes running away from people who are chasing him into the middle of this, like, ring where they do the chicken fights. And you see in the background the two Carnos are walking around, and everybody's just standing around the ring cheering on the ring of Chris Pratt and some random dude having a knife fight. When there's two fucking giant dinosaurs that are going to eat you right behind you. It is literally the dumbest scene. Because it's just, they, they're like, oh, just put the dinosaurs in the background. But no one's paying attention to them. Like, what the hell is going on? Well, yeah, none I... of the actors could see them. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they had to just turn around. They were right behind them. But it's just like, it, it made zero sense. Zero sense. All this to have, like, the villain, one of the villains get killed uh, by some small dinosaurs. Um, they had, um, uh, 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 they had spitter dinosaurs back in this one, the first time they've been back since Jurassic Park 1. And Holy they made shit, the had they really not been in one since the first one? As far as I can remember, I don't remember seeing any others. Um, the best scene in the whole movie is right at the beginning when they have copies chasing after a little kid because it's like a newsreel going on. Like, oh, this new world that we have to deal with with dinosaurs and blah, blah. And there's little copies chasing after this little fucking, like, six or seven year old and it's the funniest thing in the world. Uh, it, it's just overall just like, no, none of this. No, it's bad. Like, it doesn't make sense that this is, yeah, this is the thing that makes no sense. Four years. And the dinosaurs were released in like the kind kind of like near the, the 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 California redwood forests, basically. But within four years, they are around the entire fucking globe. But there is no way for them to, unless people poachers take them and bring them to other parts of the world. Yeah, that's a good question. Because like, how the are there f- wild dinosaurs in Africa? Yeah, like the, the, like. There's a certain level of disbelief for some of that, like, in theory, like, all of the landlocked ones could get, you know, all across North and South America if they're, like, given enough time. Uh Uh-huh. But, like, yeah, like, how are they getting to Africa or Australia or Europe unless somebody is physically bringing them there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's just like, yeah, there were, there were, there were, they had, like, on this, uh, on the savannas of Africa, they had a triceratops walking with some, uh, um, uh, elephants. They were, the Triceratops were part of a herd of elephants. How did this fucking Triceratops get to Africa? And then get, like, who, why did you release it if you brought it over? I mean, probably because it fucking ate too much, and it's like having a, 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 a pet that costs a million dollars, like a fucking tiger as a pet, like, eventually, you're not gonna be able to afford to feed it. Um, Chris Pratt's story of him and Bryce Dallas Howard trying to rescue the girl after she got kidnapped, um, also, the other thing that got kidnapped was Blue's daughter, or Blue's child. Remember Blue, the single raptor that was left at the end of the world? Or at the end of the first one? There's only one raptor left, ever? Blue oh, was yeah. able... Yeah, 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 Blue made, Blue, Blue made a child. Well, they did that in the first one, too. They, they were able to produce asexually. No, they weren't able to produce asexually. They were able to change their sex. In the original Jurassic Park, it was, he, he explains, like, there are, they use right, the DNA, okay. there are frog DNAs that can change their sex to be able to reproduce. No, Blue reproduced asexually, yes. Just like, oh yeah, I think they, expl- they were, I can't remember how they explained it, it was bad. But I was just like, I, I don't know, man, I don't know, this is, this is, this is weird. And like, bl- the whole thing was like, oh, Blue wants her kid back, and so now Chris Pratt has to save both his, quote, daughter, and Blue's baby dinosaur. 
And, and Blue just runs off when Chris Pratt says, I'll get her, girl. Like, well, no, you, there's a fucking dinosaur. How does this fucking dinosaur understand that what you're doing? Uh, it just, yeah, my God. It was a not great movie. I, like, the, the, the old school cast, the Jurassic Park cast stuff was actually more interesting than the Jurassic World cast stuff with them trying to blow the whistle on these locusts and things like that. But it was just also, like, bad. And, uh, you want to know who the big bad villain of this one was? I'll, I'll give you guys a guess. Each the of memories you... we made along the way. No, <laughs> no. Have a legitimate guess across all of Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Try to figure out who the big bad villain was. Think of every character, everyone, everything you've ever seen. Try to figure out who the big bad villain was of well, Jurassic. You already Park. told us that that the Doctor is not it. So Correct. there are three possibilities based on who is still alive. Okay, what are they? It's Lexi, Tim, Mister DNA. Oh, I was going to say Mister DNA. You're close. <laughs> You're close. It's Dotson. Dotson. Dotson's Wait, here, the, guys. The, Dotson, the, the guy from the beginning of Jurassic Park. Yeah, who gives fucking Norm uh, uh, Newman the fucking uh, can of 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 shaving yeah. cream? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he's the big. Is it the same the actor? I think so. That's great. I like. I don't it. know, but like it's Dodson, who had no other part in any other fucking movie. Like, oh yeah, Dodson. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? He's the he's the guy who runs this pharmaceutical company who wants to rule the world. I mean, it makes sense. He wanted to do it before, but like. And then there, they, they had a, a Gigasaur, a, a Giga, I can't remember, the, uh, like, it was a more Apex Apex than a T-Rex, because they always come up with one, and it ends up defeating the T-Rex, and then there was another Apex dinosaur that had, like, a beak and really long claws that teamed up with the T-Rex to be able to kill the Giga, and the T-Rex became the Apex again. Oh my god, Jurassic World Dominion, guys. If you want to, like, just veg out... And have something on in the background. It's free on Amazon, I believe. I have it on in the background just to fucking laugh at some of the stupid shit. But, like, they, they did the whole... They tried to do the whole, like, like raptor sequence again where the raptor jumps up and magically floats. But, like, it was with the Giga this time and they were climbing um, a ladder. And so, like, they're trying to get up the ladder as fast as they can. And uh, the Giga chomps onto this, like, cage that is supposed to protect people. And it's the little girl who's in on this ladder just freezes. And is like, the gig is trying to chomp down on this, on this ladder. And she's just stopped. Like, Oh no, what do I do? You fucking move. That you seems climb the rest of the ladder. Oh my God. Moving is too easy. Yeah, have you learned, have you learned nothing from movies? I have, I have learned that people are stupid. Accurate. Or, or, or at least, actors or people are directed to be stupid in movies but it was just it was it was yeah it made it was dumb i like i was excited for it when it came out and i fe- i figured it was going to be dumb and i'd never had a chance to go see it and like i was just like i needed i need to just veg out and watch stupid stuff all weekend or whatever and be mindless on and so it was first thing friday i had watched um the legends of vox machina episode three four and five or uh, four, five, and six, and it was just like, "Hey, you might like Jurassic World Dominion." Probably not, but let's check it out anyway. Yeah, which hey, at least at least you you took the plunge. Yeah, like I I was I was gonna watch it eventually, but I just man, man, still more entertaining than Mega Man X Eight though. That's that's a tease, guys. Man, you can't keep teasing it. We teased it at the beginning. Well, we we'll tease it midway through. 
Uh, anything else you want to say about uh, Jurassic World, though? I loved having the old characters, and if it was just them, it probably would have been a better movie. I accept. Um, so, I played a couple board games over the weekend. No, thanks for inviting me. Well, you never invite me to your board game nights. I don't have board game nights. You used to. You used to have them all the time. You used to always be like, oh yeah, I was playing games with all these people. And I'd be like, thanks oh, for the invite. I mean, and you'd be like, well, fuck you. They weren't my board game nights. They were other people's board game nights. Likely They excuse. invited me. You know what, Cobb? I also played board games last night. <laughs> nice. Oh, thanks for the invite. Uh, I got invited that day. If you want to come play board games next Tuesday at my brother's. Tuesdays? Yeah, exactly. Those, those are stream days. Stream some board games. <laughs> I We could. We could definitely do that. Anyway, go ahead, Cobb. Um, so yeah, I, I played, uh, Pandemic Cthulhu, which, nice. you know, it's, it's Pandemic, but it's like the Cthulhu version. I don't know, have either of you guys ever played it? I had never nope. played the Cthulhu version. So, it's cool, like, it's, um, so there are, it's four quadrants, and it's like four different colored areas of the board. Um, and there are four portals, like one portal on each quadrant. And you have your characters, and your, your goal is to get to each of the quadrants keep the villains, um, the cultists and the monsters kind of at bay while also collecting cards so that you can uh, close these portals. And in the midst of that, every time sir, every time you get a round done, you're drawing cards that summon more cultists onto the board and also potentially make some of the demons move, which then in turn summon the old ones. And every old one card adds some sort of new effect to the game. Um, there are there are more lose scenarios than win scenarios. It's like, if you run out of pieces to summon cultists, you lose the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and, but like the, the main goal is just like, don't run out, don't run out of cultists and close the four portals before you summon Cthulhu. Okay. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's cool though. It's got, um, it's got like the different character classes and each one has like a slightly different like ability to them. Um, so, like, I was the detective, so my character only needed four of the same color card to close a portal, whereas normally you need five, I believe. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 the characters are going to be a similar playoffs. Exactly. Pandemic, where, like, the, the medic, uh, like, the medic, if they were to heal a zone, they heal all of that color from a zone, and, um, and if, if, I think if you, if you cure that disease, uh, when he walks, when they walk into it, they cure it automatically or something like that. Medic's a great card. Um, but yeah, like they're all going to have similar, like, hey, curing cubes or movement or whatever cards. E- like exactly, like Erica's character could move um two spaces per action instead of just one, mm-hmm. which was great for getting around the board. Um, and then um a guy I work with is who we were playing with. He brought the game over, and um he was. Uh, his character looked like Carmen Sandiego. I forget what its actual role was, mm-hmm. but um, the character could wipe out all enemies on a space in one action, rather than everyone else who could only do one enemy yeah. per action. Yeah, so that's basically the medic card right there. Is, is is like that would be the equivalent of medic card in basic pandemic. Which yeah, no, that that sounds right. I've never played it, so I never played like the regular pandemic. So this was kind of my first exposure to it. Man, I love the regular pandemic. It's such a good game. I've always heard it was good. I don't think any of us own it, though. I believe Eric owns it. I don't think any of us own it, though. I believe Eric <laughs> owns it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there was that, and then I also played Wingspan, the bird game. Wings- Wingspan's a good game. 
it really was like I didn't. I basically wanted to play it because I I I had always seen it at like packs and stuff like that, and the artwork always looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but like I knew nothing about it beyond that. Um, and it is it, it's a really cool game. Uh, so yeah. Rich, I assume you've played it. I've played it once, yeah, and it was it was really fun. I think I won against people. No, I I I failed terribly because they the people I was playing with they played it a bunch of times because they owned it and I didn't. Um. And it's just, yeah, it's a fun, it's a silly game. Not, I guess you could say it's a little silly. And it's like, it's got some interesting, like, strategy behind each round and each each turn and stuff like that. It's cool. Yeah, Drew, have you ever played it? I have not. I've always heard it's really good. Yeah, so it's, you are basically building your own bird army. <laughs> okay. Um, you're not really. Um, it, it's It's less of a, you're playing against other people and more of a, you are playing to like build your own resources. Um, it's it's almost like you're building a machine of birds, really. Mm-hmm. And you're not going against everybody else until the end of the game when you're adding up all your points to see who wins. Um, but it's got um, I I can't think of any other game that does this thing. But it's um, where like when you as you lay the cards down, you get more of the board that you like use when you activate it. So each person gets like their own individual board and there are three sections to it. It's um like a grassland, a wetland and like a forest area and those are like the places where you can build your nests for birds. Um and different bird cards have different areas they can go in and different requirements for making them basically. Um and every round you have a certain amount of turns that round and each round you one turn goes away basically. So it's it's a fairly quick game. I think it took us a little over an hour to play for like the one time, but I think it's like a forty minute game on the boxes is like the the lower end of it. Is I thought it was. Uh, isn't it one of those games where it's like you don't have a set amount of turn or set amount of like turns per round? I thought it was you can only do so much, and but you can only do one thing at a time. And so it's one of those games where, like, you you keep going around in a circle. If somebody skips, they then you keep skipping them. You can't skip one turn and then go the next turn. It's once you skip, you're done. And then it just keeps going until everyone skipped. I thought yes. that's how it was. So it, it's kind of like that, but you have, there are little square tokens. And I want to say you start with eight of them. Mm-hmm. So you technically get eight turns per round. And each person gets eight turns in a round. And each turn, you get to do one action. And your actions yeah. are, you summon a bird, or you activate one of the three um, zones. Um, the top zone lets you generate food. Um, and food is kind of random chance. It's um like wheat, or berries, or fish, or rat, or something else. And like different birds have different food requirements. Um, the middle one is you generate eggs. And the eggs are what you need in order to generally... Um, place birds into anything beyond the first row or the first column i should say mm-hmm. and yeah. each column after the first one it's like one egg and then two and then three and like it slowly gets more expensive essentially but mm-hmm. the further into the egg category you get the more eggs you generate at one time yeah. and you generally the birds generally have some sort of ability also so like i had played a bird that anytime somebody else generates eggs i also get to generate one egg <laughs> The the best bird is, and I mean, or it's, I don't know if it was a bird card or if it was a different card that'll give you rewards, but there's an award card that it's, um, you get more points based on however many birds you have on your thing that have a body part as their name. Yeah, so every, 
every player gets a like an extra objective card. Um, yeah. You get given two, you pick one of them. In certain circumstances, you might get extra ones too, and you will get stuff like that. Like I had the one I had was um, you get extra points if the birds on your field um, have geographic or location names on it. So like the American bald eagle, the northern whatever, the mountain okay. something. Um, so the more of those I had, it was like up to th- three of them. I got like four extra points. But like four or more of them on the board, and I got seven extra points at the end of the game. Um, and there's a, there's a lot of little like little things you can do. Like I ended up winning almost entirely because I just happened to fill my board up with cards that had unusually high point values. Mm-hmm. Like I was just getting lucky on the the draw of the cards more than anything else. Um, yeah. And had I not had like the two really high value cards that I had. Um, one of the other two people would have a hundred percent won. It would have been much closer. Like I actually won by a pretty big margin because of those two cards. Like it gave me almost twenty extra points that, like, had I not drawn them, I would not have had. <laughs> um, and then the 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 last section, um, just to to round it out. Oh fuck! What is the last section? I forget what that one generates now. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank on it. But every section like generates something that you need. Um in order to to progress the game and the further into that section you get the more of those resources you get and kind of the more things you can um you can do to move the game along and it is it's it's really cool it's not super complicated it definitely takes a few rounds to get the hang of it but then once you get the hang of it 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 you know it moves pretty quickly yeah and like that is actually a, probably a game that like if not before at next packs I may pick up just because it it was a lot of fun and it's it's not that hard to get ever like how many people you have playing. It's not hard to like explain the rules and just start going with it. Yeah, yeah. But that said, Rich, would ah. you like to tell us about the best Mega Man X game ever made, Mega Man X Eight? So you all know that like I occasionally will pick a game series or whatever to play through all the games and to beat them or do my best to beat them. In the instance of Mega Man X Six, I never beat it because fuck that game. Um, yeah, yeah, fuck Mega Man X8. I got one and a half levels in, two and a half levels in, and was like, this game sucks. I cannot do it. Um, so the first level is like the intro level to all the Mega Man X games, where it's like, you go through and it introduces you to the characters and how to play, like all X games go. Um, and it, it kept the whole, like, being able to choose a team and swap out between the two characters. Um, and they incorporated a like a team ability where like if you if you hit if you hit the R whatever button uh, and you hit enemies with it they'll do like a super strong attack whatever they kept that in, in or they added that into this one um, and that's all fine and dandy and so I did that for I I beat that level that was fine I'm like all right this isn't too bad I don't really like the art the the the, the character design it's just it's too boxy and not really like it's not pleasing it just doesn't look good. And it's primarily for, like, specifically, more specifically Zero, but all of the player characters, the designs just weren't really that great. Um, and like I said, you know me, I love my edgy swordsmen, so I was using Zero a lot. Um, they added a new feature where, like, enemies will have a shield in some way, shape, or form, and so each character has a way to break that shield. Mega Man has to use a full charge attack, which takes longer in this one than in any other fucking Mega Man game ever to charge up. And the full charge is very... Is it stronger, like, though? 
It probably is, sure, but, like, it takes too long. And you encounter a lot of monsters. I was going to say zombies. A lot of monsters. Even monsters doesn't really work. You encounter a lot of enemies with these fucking shields that you don't have enough time to charge between. So generally, you want to use either Axel, who all he has to do is shoot them a fucking lot, or Zero, who has to use his entire three-hit combo to counter their shield and then attack them and kill them. Um, So, I mean, that was just like, all right, this is kind of bad. I don't really like it. and I do the first level that I pick, and the first level that I picked was uh, something trilobites level. I don't, I don't, I don't fucking. Know. Um, and the level starts with you having to run away from a giant fucking robot. So you have to run to the right and run away from a giant robot because you can't hurt him. All the while having to defend yourself from other robots. But this giant robot that's chasing you isn't slow. And the further ahead you get, the faster he gets to you until you're right in front of him again and then he moves slow again so there's no like normal speed for him there's no like all right i'm gonna get ahead and get things killed so i don't have to worry it's constantly just trying to figure out how to basically avoid every fucking enemy in this level because you. so it's a stealth game yeah i guess (laughs) but there's no stealth then you get all the way to the right and you reach a wall and in order to you ha- in order to attack this enemy, you need to climb the top of the wall and hit a switch that'll push a that'll push a crane to hit the enemy in the head. It's not just one time you have to do this; it's several times. But if you stay up at the very top where the switch is, he uses a laser that hits the top all the way down on the line. But if you stay down at the bottom, he's going to aim down and he's going to step forward really fast and punch. And he's going to hit you either with the punch or the step forward. So you have to time your jumps to where he's, as he's coming down to punch, you're climbing up the wall to hit the thing so that you can hit it just last minute before the laser he's shooting at you hits you and he gets hit with the crane. Because there are a lot of times where he was mid-punch and I jumped on the wall and he started shooting the laser. <laughs> but you hit him like let's just say you get him like three or four times however many times it is and then he turns around and runs left and you're like oh no we gotta take care of this thing before he blows up the factory motherfucker okay fine so you go left and like in this one you, you don't you collect you don't collect energy tanks you don't collect uh, weapon tanks you actually have to buy them so what you collect are pretty are basically just currency to buy things like uh for like like a uh, 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 one ups as well like lives as well you have to buy those um or at least your extra couple so like you start off with three and if you lose all three they take you out a level you get your three back um but if you can like buy three more or whatever I don't really know it it honestly doesn't didn't fucking make sense none of it made sense. I didn't, it just was like, okay, I guess I'll buy this, and I'll, I had points and I spent them. Um, and I bought an energy, you can buy a half energy tank or a full energy tank, and I bought a full energy tank. Um, you find chips throughout the level this time. Instead of actually finding the energy tanks, you find special chips, which then you have to spend the currency on to use. So why the fuck do I have to find them if I have to buy them? Um, yeah, it does seem kind of. Mega Man does get power armor, but. I didn't get to a point to be able to use his power armor because I I saw one of the capsules with power armor, but I couldn't get to it because I didn't have the the capabilities of opening up that area. So you then finally, you chase this monster back to the left, and you're stuck behind him, and he moves slow this time. 
And so you're catching up to him and standing there and waiting. And then catching up to him and standing there and waiting. He gets into the factory, um, where you cross, you, you go into the factory, the first room you go into, you have to deal with like this sequence where you have to, it's, it's a, it's a jumping, jumping puzzle kind of thing where there's, there's these things coming to the left and right. And if they hit you against the wall, they deal damage. So you have to jump over them and jump through them and jump between them to not be knocked into the wall. So you have to do this. And that takes too long. Honestly, it's just, it's dumb and it takes too long. If you die during that sequence, it starts you at that sequence, which is fine. Um, then you get to the next room, which if you die in the next room, you have to do that jumping sequence again, I believe, if I remember correctly. And the next room is a room with this giant robot. And you have to go left and right, and as you're going to the to the left, there's a switch on the wall on the left. You have to jump and hit, and the crane will hit this fucking enemy in the head. And if you go to the right, it'll go to the middle of the section and then turn the camera angle, kind of, so that you're still going to the right. It's still 2D, but it circles around, so it's like kind of 3D to hit the other crane. But you have to hit it just right. At just the right time. Because if you just hit it, the crane's gonna just go right over the enemy's head. So you have to make sure he's doing the perfect attack in order to hit this crane to hit him in the head. And you have to hit him like four times. And then you hit him. And then you have to fight the fucking boss of the level. Which was a pushover. It was easy. It was stupid. It's fucking stupid. The next level I did, and this is where I quit, is seemingly just a, a, like one of those bike levels from like X4 or you're on the jet bike and you're jumping up and down. But in this sequence, you're chasing after um, uh, Electric Man of War. Yes, a fucking jellyfish is your enemy. That you're on this bike chasing after through this cityscape that you actually have to attack and deal damage to. I could never find the thing or even hit him because your laser shots that you're shooting move so fucking slow. And it's not like a side-scrolling sequence. You are behind you moving your character around your screen in in an X and Y axis. But you also have to dodge obstacles, which, say you hit, like, a sign on the side of a wall, and it breaks. The next time you go, because it's a loop, a continual loop, the next time you go there, that sign's back. So it's not broken anymore. So you have to dodge it this time. This game just sounds great. Why'd you quit? I, I, uh, I got, I tried that level, like, three times. I paused. I was like, guys... I hate this, and this is not going to be a fun stream. There's no way in hell I'm ever going to fucking beat this game because this game fucking sucks. And I was like, "It's I will I will leave it up to you guys. Do you want me to keep going?" I only had one person really in chat talking. It was like, "Nah, dude, if you're not feeling it, stop because it's not going to be fun to watch. Like, I it's not." And I'm like, "All right." And then he he I have a a, a channel point redemption of like give me a challenge and his challenge was throw this game in the trash so i i screen captured my entire game display or in my entire pc display i closed out of the game and i had the icon for the mega man legacy mega man x legacy collection 2 on the bottom corner i grabbed my recycle bin showed in the middle like there's my recycle bin and i threw that thing in the fucking recycle bin (laughs) that's aggressive also that's not how you delete a game is it i know i uninstalled it i uninstalled it (laughs) But, like, literally, you have Mega Man Legacy Collection 1, which has X1, 2, 3, and 4. Which, 1, 2, and 4 are good, fun games. 3 is the best of the worst. And then you have Legacy Collection 2, 
which is Mega Man X5, the best game in the series, in my opinion. And then X6, 7, and 8, the three worst fucking games in the series. So you finished 6, but you dropped um 7, or... No, 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 no. I, you, I dropped 6. You finished six. 7, you dropped 6 and 8. Yeah, I finished 7, I dropped 6 and 8, but 6 was like near... That was I didn't get to the quote Sigma levels, but I had one boss left, and then the Sigma level. So I'm like, I, whatever, I'm done. I, this game fucking sucks. Like, I can't, I can't do it. What a quitter. Nah, dude, it, it, it gets to a point where it's not... No, I, I, I get it. Like, I don't know if you've ever played X6 at least, but the boss I was stuck on is the worst fucking thing in the world. Because his weakness doesn't do anything. You have to, you can only hit him with his weakness from countering one specific attack that he uses. And then he duplicates himself. Every time you hit him with that weakness, or pretty much anything. And then you, they, he doesn't have, the, his duplicate doesn't have just like one hit of damage. It has a lot of health that it takes. And I was just like, this is garbage. This is so bad. It's not worth it. And like, seven, I don't know how I made it through X7. I made it through it with a fucking headache. That's how I made it through X7. Um, it was at least more playable and easier than X6. But way more playable than X X eight was just I oh, mean I just there's such a hard fall from grace that you have the best game and then the three worst games in any fucking Mega Man series ever like these are the th- I will never touch these three games ever again which I, I mean just, that's a bummer but at least you know yeah now yeah, you know like like I literally and probably not but I think we've spent more time now talking about Mega Man X eight than I did playing Mega Man X eight. I think it was like about a half hour that I was in X8. I was just like, this is just not, not good. And it just, it's, it's such, like, it, it, that is the fl- straight up death of the Mega Man X series. Like, like I don't, I so when doubt did, they're ever going to make another one. When did, um, the, the GameCube one we were talking about last week or the week before come out? Command Mission? Uh, that probably came out with, uh, around the same time that Mega Man X7 came out. I'm going to double check. I'm, ju- I'm curious where it kind of fell. Well, Command Mission was that late, 2004. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And X8, okay, so it came out, uh, X8 was December of 04. So, okay. Yeah, so Command Mission came out between 7, seven and 8. Because, I'm actually a little I mean, surprised that those games were coming out as late as they were, apparently. I mean, I, for some reason, I thought the X series wrapped up much earlier than that. Well, X4 was like 90 something, late 90s. So, mid to late 90s, because it was a PS1 game. 97. Yeah, so it was 97 for X4. I think X5 was 98. Oh, man, you, yeah, missed, probably... you missed another one in there. You never did Mega Man Extreme. I don't know what the fuck that is. It was a Game Boy Color game from 2000. No, I'm fine. Are you, though? Yeah, I'm oh, fine. Oh, dude, also, Mega Man Extreme 2. No, I'm fine. Like, I, I just, I can't, at least, especially right now, like, it's, it's so unfortunate, because I loved the, the X series going up to X5, but, like, I can't, with the last three... I just, I can't get, push myself or get myself to touch anything Mega Man for a while because of those. <laughs> what about, I, I, like, like uh, not what about, so what is your general plan for, um, I think you were doing ZX next, right? So, I mean, that's, again, that's going to be a while from now. So, um, at the time this releases, most likely the poll will be over, but there's still a chance the poll will be going on. Uh, right now... I'm still finishing Sifu. I am on the last level. I've gotten to the last boss numerous times. I will most likely beat it tomorrow when I stream on Thursday. Um, 
as long as my Stadia controller keeps up. Um, but next is whatever wins my current Twitter poll. What's in the right lead? Now, right now in the lead, I believe, I haven't checked it today, so let me check it right now. But last I checked it with 55% of the vote was um, uh, Fallen Order. Jedi Good. Fallen that's, Order. that's the right right answer. Um, so that was in, that's, and it, uh, let's see, yeah, yep, still 54.5. Uh, yeah, so Fallen Order is the next on the list. Um, and then after that will most likely be Tales of Arise. Um, yeah. even though Scarlet Nexus has a better voting, um, and I did buy Scarlet Nexus because I didn't realize it wasn't on Game Pass anymore, so I have it on Steam. I didn't um, know it was I, off of Game Pass. Yeah, they took it off of Game Pass probably about a month ago or so. I don't really know. I didn't pay attention. But, um, it was $15 on the, on the Lunar New Year Steam sale, so I, I just picked it up. Um, but it, I really want to play Tales of Arise, but I wanted to give uh, the, the viewers a choice. So the next game that I'll be playing straight through, minimal disruptions, is going to be Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, there was a Monster Hunter event, so I might play some Monster Hunter occasionally. I haven't watched it yet. I hear it's not great. Um, I hear it was just a thing, but we'll see what happens. They, they are announcing the new update, which should happen probably next week, if not tomorrow, who knows? Um, so there might be occasional Monster Hunter streams, but I'm still, I'm taking a break from Monster Hunter too, because I'm burnt out from that. Thank um, God. It's, no, it, it actually got me a lot of good content, and I love playing Monster Hunter, but the, the end game loop for Rise is just, I liked it when I first got into it, and I'm just like over it now, because it's too random, and it, there's too much, there's too much to do to get to a point where I'm satisfied, and I'll never be satisfied because I want to do too much. And, like, you... I'm not going to try to explain, like, everything that has to happen with the endgame stuff, but, like, if you're playing the endgame, you probably understand, as someone like me who likes to play multiple different weapons and not just one specific weapon type, there's too much to do. Well, maybe... Have you thought about just narrowing your shit down and only playing one weapon type? I have, but, like, that gets boring. There's only so many times that I can fight the same hundred monsters and go a thousand missions with a single weapon where I'm like, I want to change it up. I want to, that's why there's 14 fucking weapons in that game to change it up. But in order to get all of my weapons to the same point, there's way too much trash that I have to do to get them to that point to actually fully enjoy using them all the time. It's just, it's, it's the end game loop is just bad. It's been better in other games. Um, I'm thinking of going back to world, uh, when that goes back on sale again, it was just on sale on Steam. I might buy it again when it goes on sale again, and probably in spring. Um, because I I never actually fully completed World, so it would be nice to actually get through the end of that. Um, or like by fully complete, I mean I never did like all of the enemies and the final boss that they added Elytraeon or anything like that. Um, but yeah, so my schedule now is uh most likely Jedi Fallen Order starting on Sunday. Um, then Tales of Arise, then Scarlet Nexus, then maybe after that we'll jump into the ZX games, but we'll see. I don't really know where I'm going to be at with Mega Man. I might need more time off. Um, I, there's been, there's a ton of games that I have that I want to play, so it's just all up in the air right now. I also don't own the ZX games because I haven't, he needed to buy them because I wasn't playing them yet. There's also, oh, for reason, I game, thought you did have them. I don't think I have them. Um, Let's see. Mega Man, Mega Man, Steam Library. Uh, there's also that, uh, new game that was stealth released on, uh, Game Pass. 
where the dude plays with oh, the Oh, Hi-Fi Rush? Yeah, which looks amazing. Yeah, it's, um, it's a Tango Gameworks game. The people yeah. that did Evil Within and that game from last year that nobody played. Ghostwire yeah. Tokyo? That's the one. Yeah, uh, which I've heard people, like, it's super, it's, they're hype about that game. It's, like, really good. Again, I've heard a lot of different have... people say it was it that they, they're liking Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah, so, like, that's, that's also on the list. So I'll probably, like, jump back and forth. Probably between Scarlet Nexus and Tales of Arise, since they're two pretty big RPGs, I'll probably jump into that one at some point. Um, That's there's fair. just a there's just a lot of games on my list to play, and there are a lot of long games. So me right now thinking and worrying about playing the, the Mega Man ZX games, I'm just I can't do it right now. I need a break because the the last three were just so bad that it's just like really really soured my soured my enjoyment of Mega Man. I mean that that is Mega Man. No, I mean I've I, <laughs> I like it wasn't that bad with the original Mega Man series though. But like, I'm just saying like that is that is everyone's reaction to Mega Man. I feel what that that sometimes they're just bad. Yeah, oh well, yeah, and, it, and that's and it, it, it sours yeah. people's like reaction to them. Um, yeah. But as far as tales go, um, when you do start Tales of Arise, um, let me know and maybe I'll try and dip into it around the same time. Because um, I, yeah. I have it, I just haven't started it. It's one of those, like, I keep looking, I'm like, man, I really want to try that. And I'm like, man, that's a really long game, let me play something else. And then yeah. I inevitably start a game that's just as long, I'm like, why didn't I just start Tales? Like, what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I bought Tales of Arise for myself for Christmas, and I've been wanting to play that a lot since I bought it, but it was like, like alright, well, I started Mega Man, so we'll do it <laughs> after Mega Man. And then with... um. Jedi Fallen Order being free on PS Plus in January, I was like, well, I really want to play Fallen Order, and I feel like I might honestly get better reviews and content from Fallen Order over Tales of Arise, and so that's when I did the poll. And Especially Star- with um, the new one coming out in, like, exactly. two months. Uh, well, yeah, it was it was actually supposed to come out in, in February, but it got delayed six weeks. Um, which, on that, uh, in the same announcement from EA that... Um, the next Jedi game is being uh, delayed. Drew, did you see that they're also ending Apex Mobile? Yeah, that's not a surprise. They have supported Apex Mobile more in the last 10 months than they ever did with Apex Legends. And it well, probably, it probably didn't I mean, pay off, is the problem. That, I, I'm also sure that supporting that they did for Apex Mobile was basically trying to catch it up to where Apex Legends is. Well, like, it's... I mean, they have a lot of, like, like, they have, I mean, Apex Legends has, like, daily, daily goals and trackers and things like that, but, like, no, they have, like, skill trees for your legends and things like that in Apex Mobile that they never added into Legends. I don't think they should. That sounds awful. Uh, well, it, it makes it so, it's like, it changes your tacticals or it changes your whatever. So, like, it changes up your, like, um, a fucking lifeline still has her, um, shield when she, is reviving somebody in mobile instead of it just being the drone drop. Like she actually puts up that shield when she's reviving somebody. Um, they, they have a whole entire legend in that game. That's not in legends. Interesting. Um, yeah. Like they, they have put a lot of work into mobile and I guess it's just a lot of people who play it, play it with a controller. And so they're a lot better than everyone else who plays it. Um, and so like, I guess they're yeah. I don't. I didn't read as to why they were changing it, but I think the game is less than a year old, and they're like, "Yeah, we're done." Uh, I mean, I have to imagine nobody's playing it. 
I mean, if we were talking about game battle royale games getting shut down, uh, they're already ending uh, Rumbleverse. Are they? Oh wow! Wasn't that just last year? It was like five months ago. Mm-hmm. Like no, it, it was wasn't. Late. It was it yeah. was a year ago. Don't tell me no. this. No, it, it was, was like October. I I remember in the last at least four months watching somebody play it on a stream because it was new. August. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Eight months wow. ago. Wow. I no, not even. I if you would have said when did Rumbleverse come out, I would have said oh February twenty twenty two. It's been a year. No, no, it's it's not been. Um, they're also, uh, canceling, or at least from what I've seen, uh, modern, or or Call of Duty mobile is, which wasn't even out yet, is not coming out anymore. But yeah, I just, I thought it was funny that, like, yeah, they, they put a lot more work, or they put a lot of work into mobile in less than a year. Like, yeah, we're done. Hopefully, like, that legend maybe makes its way over to Apex Legends, and I would really like to see, there's a lot of skins that people, a lot of people spent money on Apex Legends mobile. And they're not getting refunds or anything because of skins and whatnot. That is um, true. Uh, I, but there's a lot of really cool skins on there and stuff as well. They had limited time events that were like actual rotations of LTEs and not just arenas, which like they like or or whatever one it is that people hate. It's either arenas or control. Like they controls terrible. Yeah, they like instead of it just being control, they. It was like a daily rotation or a weekly rotation of LTEs between like control arenas, um, and whatever else they've had on there. I can't remember what they are right now. No clue. But like it was all the limited time events that are available on Apex Legends, but it was an actual rotation instead of just one for a season and whatnot. It was it, like they, they did a lot more push for mobile and it's just. It's now it's over, and so hopefully they do a lot of the work they did on there on Legends. But first, keep fixing matchmaking. I've been getting better matchmakings. Keep fixing matchmaking. Yeah, I mean matchmaking is important. Yeah. Uh, but that's probably going to be a show. Yeah. Yep. Right. Well, in that case, um, next I'm sorry, in two weeks will be our next book club, which is going to be Interstellar five 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 five. Um, I'll put a link to what I, like the weird platform it's on in the show notes, as is customary. Um, but other than that, if you would like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with your dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all the, all the places. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. It all helps. You can also find us on social media. Facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Twitter and Instagram. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo. And you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. Also, I have a dog next to me who is getting into things he shouldn't get into. Oh, uh, no. Rich, uh, what's your streaming for the, the week? Yeah, twitch.tv slash b underscore walnuts. Uh, check me out on hopefully Thursday with beating... Um, Sifu, and then probably playing, uh, because there's only 16 hours left in the poll, Jedi Fallen Order on Sunday, uh, as well as probably for the foreseeable. That's fair. That's good. I like it. Other than that, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See yous. Bye. Bye.